Welcome to the Fire Sprinkler Podcast with Chris and Logan. The Tyco EAS-1 electronically activated sprinkler system provides advanced storage protection for higher hazards. The system maximizes warehouse flexibility, lowers the facility fire risk profile, and, in the event of a fire, reduces fire and water damage. All this can be achieved with a retrofit-friendly solution installed into the existing system infrastructure. To learn more, visit TycoEAS1.com. Hey everybody, this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast, I have Rob Reed from Bison Fire and Into the Fire. Into the Fire is a YouTube channel that discusses um, various business practices and, and, and suggestions for fire protection companies. Uh, so I'm not going to get too, too much into things. I want to thank everybody for listening and for tuning into this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. Um, subscribe on iTunes, leave me a review. Um, hashtag Fire Sprinkler Podcast and thank everybody. Thanks to everybody for the support again. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Rob Reed from Bison Fire. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Fire Sprinkler Podcast. On this episode, I have Rob Reed from Bison Fire and Into the Fire. Uh, Rob, how's it going tonight? It's going really good, Chris. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Um, I came across a lot of your videos on LinkedIn and am now subscribed to your YouTube channel. So um, before we get into kind of talking about what we're going to talk about, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're doing? Okay, well, to give you the background, I've been at this for a long time, got into the business in the very early 90s. And my background, I know you've got a sprinkler show, but my background is actually in suppression and started in the powder room filling fire extinguishers and as exciting as that is i decided to move up the corporate ladder and you know move through the business and and, you know grew from you know technician into management and then from management into ownership and back in 2001 we opened bison fire i actually brought a division from another company uh, myself and and a previous partner and away we went. Uh, it was five of us in a small shop and lots of excitement. And, and let's go. Let's build this thing. Absolutely. And it seems like you have. We really have. It's funny because as it grew, uh, the opportunities kind of kept coming. And that meant, you know, time to move into fire alarm inspections and service. And we did that. And then we had the opportunity to buy another branch office. And we did that. And eventually, you know, the company grew to a point where the other partner wasn't as comfortable with the growth of the company and decided to move on to other things. And that's all well and good. And the company just kept growing. You know, uh, through that time, we also had added sprinklers and bought another company that allowed us to get into sprinkler contract work. And, you know, we just continued growing, which, you know, eventually we added Regina, then an opportunity in Saskatoon. Uh, Brandon's joined us. We bought another company out in Kenora and we're looking at uh, all kinds of different things. So right now, like I say, we cover everything from about Thunder Bay, so northwestern Ontario, all the way through Manitoba, um, up into and all of Saskatchewan. And we probably have people in Nunavut at bare minimum once a month. Really? We're all over the place. The bison like the Romans, they say. (laughs) <laughs> so in case anybody hasn't noticed yet, because uh, this podcast has kind of grown around the world now, uh, Bison Fire is located in uh, kind of central central Canada. 
but That's right. uh, yeah, we're right seems like you guys are really starting to reach out and uh, kind of spread your arms a little bit across all of Canada here, maybe in the next uh, couple of years. Well, you never say never, right? We, it's funny. <laughs> I've got customers actually in Alberta that are giving us the, you know, if you move in here, we'll give you all of our work. We really want to keep working with you. And, yeah okay we'll we'll see <laughs> Man, so, it's, tough. it's tough to have customers like that isn't it it you know what they're the worst <laughs> <laughs> fine i'll take you know, it I, if you want I, me to <laughs> yeah for sure no we're, we're, we're pretty happy having those kind of people and, and I, I gotta say what that speaks to is the quality of work that our people do right and you it's know, it's yeah, we're going to get into the passion about, uh, you know, the passion about the industry and, and passion about doing a good job here in a little bit. But uh, before we get into that, because I think we're going to get into a, you know, when we talked earlier, uh, a week or so ago, when I first touched base with you about having you on the podcast, uh, it was supposed to be like a quick five minute meet and greet. And we ended up talking while I was driving for about 45 minutes. So yeah, okay, yeah. Before, <laughs> before we go off on that tangent, tell me a little bit about into the fire uh in case anybody doesn't know into the fire is a uh youtube channel that was created by rob and uh he doesn't focus specifically on fire protection stuff but he talks a lot about business in general um so right. why, why don't you explain to everybody what into the fire is where they can find it and, and why you created it well it's like you say it's on youtube so you can either uh search bison fire and you'll see the show there or we have a link through with the hashtag to into the fire um you can also find this i'm very easy to find on linkedin uh you know rob reed uh, r-e-a-d and it'll pop up like nothing so into the fire was actually designed very purposefully not to be about fire protection per se and more so about being able to talk about business issues because there's so many, you know, Chris, and as business owners, CEOs, you're in the same place where, you know what, we run into different challenges daily and there are things that we want to do, things that happen to us sometimes outside of our control and we do some really great stuff and our people do great things for us as well. And it gives us, a, you know, me an opportunity to sometimes share that or in sometimes you know, share something a little more controversial. And, you know, you and I were kind of talking earlier about one of the latest episode actually just came out Monday was talking about staff members that have a side hustle. And it was interesting how much feedback, I mean, this two days ago, the the calls, the people, I, I did a trade show today for three quarters of the day, and that's all people were coming over and talking to me about. And what did you think about that side hustle? Why do you think that's important? And and how come you're allowing it? And, and it's something that really, I think a lot of business owners, CEOs are still struggling with getting their head around. So it was really a good conversation to have and, and it, that really didn't have a lot to do with fire or fire protection. But as business owners, we need to have some of these kind of conversations. Does that make some sense to you? Absolutely. Um, essentially, because number one, uh, you are the founder and CEO of Bison Fire. Into the Fire is your side hustle. Um, I work for a family-owned and operated fire protection company in southwestern Ontario. The Fire Sprinkler podcast is, uh, I mean, you could call it my side hustle slash project, right? It's just a, it's just something yep. I like to do. It gives me a chance to talk to people who are smarter than me. And here we are. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I laugh because I, I said, you know, who doesn't have a, a side hobby? And that's kind of the way I broke it down in the show is everyone's got hobbies. All yep. a side hustle is, 
is a hobby that you figured out how to monetize and what's exactly. wrong with that. Yep. yep. Yeah. And it's not for me, it's not so much about, you know, putting extra cash in my pocket. It's about, uh, you know, covering my expenses. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it, seem, it seems like you just, you know, plug a microphone into a computer and you could record a podcast, but, uh, to do it properly and to do it professionally, there's, there's substantial expenses involved in it. And, uh, I appreciate everybody who's, who's sponsored and supported me up to now and, and moving forward in future venues. Like, um, you know, I got some good partnerships that I'm hoping to, uh, kind of build over the next couple months and years and see where this thing goes. Yeah, well, absolutely. And that's the value of bringing good content, uh, whether it's, you know, your your content and the good stuff you're doing. I know I've listened to a number of your shows and you're doing a great job with it, you Thank know, you. or like I say, the, the, you know, the business side of business. And again, I've had so many people kind of come to me and say, you know what, thank you for talking about that. We, you know, really appreciated what you had to say on that. And, you know, you're going to have some people that don't always agree. And that's that's fine, too. That's that's a conversation. You don't always have to agree with each other. That's right. Yep, <clears throat> exactly. And that's what I, you know, that's why, uh, you know, I'm trying to have these conversations with a lot of people because there are some things and there's some some things that I've brought enough to manufacturers that I don't agree with. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's part of it, right? So people have questions about products and uh, and I'm glad that people relay these questions to me so that I can you know, hopefully I can get a little bit closer to manufacturers with this podcast and, and ask these questions that sometimes, you know, a lot of the times as manufacturers, they come to the office, they don't necessarily go to the field. Some of the right. guys and aren't willing to get the questions and issues that they're having with products to the right person. Mm-hmm. And, and in doing so, you're bringing great value to everybody. And that's, that's you know, that's the passion part of it. You know, that's right. where, that's why you love doing this and that's why I love doing it because I want to bring value. Right. Yep. So I'm, I'm just on, I'm on the YouTube channel right now, Bison Fire Protection into the fire. Uh, you've got, you're up to episode 20, 22 or 21. It looks like 22 right now. And, and right. all of your topics are, are very, not so much specific, but how to turn around bad culture, sick days versus mental health days, how to stop interdepart, interdepartmental conflict. They're all topics that people need to talk about, but necessarily don't. Where That's do right. you come up with your topics? And uh, I see you have a co-host now, which is substantially easier to do things than just talking. Oh about my God, is it ever? I did three episodes uh, at the beginning of the podcast. Um, I don't recommend anybody listen to them if they're starting out with the last yeah. maybe 20. Um, <laughs> the product's gotten I, I, better with age, but it, it's hard to talk to yourself. Boy, is it hard to talk to yourself. It, it sure is. I found it exceptionally difficult to stare at the camera. And as much as I knew the content and knew what I wanted to say, when you're having a conversation, even though you and I can't see each other right now, uh, we can still hear each other's voices and the inflections and all the good stuff that comes with that. When you're staring at a camera or, or talking into a microphone, you just don't get that feedback that, you know, one, you know, person to person kind of conversation that, you know, as human beings, we want to have to make a good conversation. So, so I found that really challenging, which is why we did change that up a little bit. And season two is going to be even better because we're going to a slightly different format and bringing in uh, different guests so that we can talk with different industry professionals and uh, people well-known in uh, at least the Manitoba business market, 
And so we're pretty excited about where that's going to go coming out, you know, for season two, because as you say, we're at uh, season or, or sorry, episode 22 right now. we got a couple more to hit 24 and then it's going to be, you know, some, some content until we, you know, launch season two. Awesome. So where, where did the idea come from? The idea, you know, it was kind of, Going back and forth, you know, myself and, you know, talking with a couple of different people about what we wanted to do and how could we be marketing the, the company. But then, you know what, I started thinking, well, if I just sit there and talk about my company all day, who's going to really tune into that? So I needed to do something slightly different. Now, where it worked with me is because I've been very involved in the community, the business community. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, I currently sit on the board of directors for the Aboriginal Chamber of Commerce here in Winnipeg. I just came off the board of directors for the Winnipeg Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I'm on the uh, Winnipeg Poverty Reduction Council. Uh, I, I'm in, involved in a hundred different little things, and it's always been about giving back because the community has given me a lot. So here's my opportunity to give back, and I thought, well, why don't we find a way to do that in the show? And then I started kind of looking at it going, you know what, I've been doing a lot of reading and not just this year, but over the, the last number of years about business and different things like that. Wanted to make sure that some of the stuff that I was not just uh, reading, but now starting to apply and having success with, well, then let's start sharing that because if I'm out there looking for it, so are others. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You know, you know, it's interesting. We talked about the uh, episode with culture uh, that you brought up and how important a good culture is versus a bad culture. And, you know, I, I talked about, you know, spending time with my people. And it was really interesting because I had taken one of the fellows out for coffee not long ago. And I'm, I make a habit now of trying to get out at least once a week with different staff members and just have that good conversation. But he was talking about how much the culture is, is just improved because we've been intentional with it. But my comment to him was, well, understand it isn't just me. This is the team that creates the culture, but it's also up to the team to defend the culture. So not only do we have to continue to make it better, we have to make sure that we don't allow it to get worse. And that's not just on me. That's on the entire team. Right. So how do you recommend <clears throat> touching a little bit, you have an episode out there, but let's touch a little bit on developing the company culture and, and essentially developing um, what I consider a fire protection culture within a business. Okay. Well, I'm going to, you know, really simple. Every culture starts with a purpose. What is your purpose and, and why are you doing what you do? And, you know, sometimes as CEOs and business owners, uh, you know, call yourself what you want. But when you're in that upper position, you have to start really thinking about the vision of where you want to go. And sometimes we get caught up in just, you know what, we got to get the work done Monday to Friday. But our job in a lot of cases is to be more visionary, more forward thinking. And it took me a while. Like, I mean, I bounced through a number of different purposes before I finally settled on something that really, really spoke to me, to, to the team and to what we're trying to do. And, it, and yet it was so simple. It's that we're trying to make the world a safer place. Right. And I can talk about that, Chris. I, I can go back and forth uh, so many ways about how do we make the world a safer place. Well, the real easy stuff, we sell good products. Okay, yeah, that's right. That makes the world a safer place. We do good service. 
Yeah, okay, that makes the world a, uh, a safer place, but how do we give good service? Well, now we focus on training, which means sending guys to schools and making those investments so that they're better at their jobs. And, you know, whether it's, you know, to take it to the sprinkler side of things, you know, sending a guy to a backflow testing course or, you know, obstruction testing courses and in different courses that, you know, on the sprinkler side or, you know, sending guys to fire alarm courses. But I've got people that I put uh, and I'm putting through PMP courses so that we've got professional product or project managers. So, you know, we're developing them professionally. We're sending people to sales courses, management training courses. And so as we invest, that develops a, a culture. And how does that feedback? Well, we'll make the world a safer place because they do their jobs more effectively. Now, we'll take that a step further. How does this apply to, I'll use uh, our admin division, right? Well, that's mm -hmm. just getting the invoices out. But it isn't just getting the invoices out. We need to do it in a timely manner that flows well. Because if we're doing that well, if we're getting reports to customers sooner and in a timely manner and complete and correct and accurate, that makes the world a safer place. It also reduces stress, it, all, all the good stuff. But everything flows back to that. Yeah, so it, it, makes became, work, it makes the work environment a safer place because you don't run around with a miserable boss who's always talking about uh, <laughs> lost yeah. paperwork and things like that. It makes the, worst yeah. place, the workplace substantially safer. But that's why that purpose worked for us. And, you know, and it may not work for somebody else or they're going to have something that different ideas. But that, that, you know, as simple as it sounds, for me, it took some, some soul searching because, you know, I, I, I can be very quick off the top of my head with comments and cracks and I'll, I'll make stuff up all day as fast as you want to hear it. But, you know, that it needed to be something that really resonated. And as simple as making the world a safer place. And this isn't just a bison thing. We have to do it with our customers. I want my customers buying in on that as a partner. Yeah, exactly. And that's so important too. You know, I, I, you know, I want the customers that say, you know what, that's what we want too. We want to make sure our buildings are safe when our employees are in them. Right. So yeah. Everything yeah. ties back to that purpose. And so that's kind of where it, where it all started. So now how do we share it outwards? And, you know, so we've got a purpose. Now we've got to start building the, the, the trust with the team and not that it wasn't there, but now they have to understand it. We have to start building the trust and then all the flow that goes with that. And, you know, all the, you know, I could go through the Lencioni five stages, uh, you know, of dysfunctions of a team and, and a lot of that sort of thing. But that's kind of where it all started is now how do we start sharing this outward? Because, I had a temporary worker come in one time and he was doing a lot of stuff and he, and he came into my office and shook my hand and said, you know what, uh, I'm, I'm done here next week and I really wanted to tell you how much I enjoyed being in your office for a week and how hard your people work, how they joke around and, and, and the good time they have and all the good stuff that goes with that. But he says, I go into places because that's the nature of my job. He says, four out of five of them, he says, are so toxic. The two people sitting beside each other won't speak to each other. They talk to each other through a third party. Wow. Now, can, you, can you imagine? Four out of five. I mean, this is a third party. Like, you what, know? Are, what are they emailing somebody? Like, I gather, you... you know, it's, it's such an almost schoolroom, right? Like, you know, yeah. hey, Janie, go tell, tell, tell Jimmy, uh, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. But can you imagine? That goes on. Uh, what kind of culture? Like, how can you function and i'm sorry i guess a bit of my passion for this comes out 
but how can you function as a company in that kind of a format? Well, and it's easy. I will say that it is easy to fall into that negative negative culture because it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. You do have to. It is it is a little bit of work to help and assist and maintain a positive uh, a positive work environment and a positive company culture. But if if it starts at the top and feeds its way down, it usually it's it's easier for it to be a positive thing if everybody in the upper echelon, maybe not the upper echelon, but management is has that positive attitude. Yeah, I agree. No, everyone has to buy in. And, you know, I'm talking to the team all the time, you know, with regular management meetings uh, that we have. And we always talk about a number of things which are about exactly the team building, building trust, building commitment, Uh, you know, good conflict versus bad conflict and why it's important to have good conflict, but you can't have that without the trust. You know, all the good stuff that goes with that. But then, you know, the media ends, and I I always tell the guys, understand, it doesn't stop with us, guys. Your job now as a management team is to go to your people and continue this conversation with them. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's how you, but you have to be intentional. Like, you know, I I believe that I have to say that so that they understand that that's an expectation. And that's how we build the culture. It, you know, making sure that it's enforced and understood all the way through but not enforced with an iron fist. Mm-hmm. No, I, as it yeah, grows, I 100% get it. Yeah, but as it grows, I'm telling you, they buy in. So, you know, go ahead. What is Bison Fire doing, um, not only internally, but also like externally? You're relaying the information to the um, to your customers and your clients. Um, are you guys doing things as far as, uh, I, I, I pipe on it a lot about sharing things on social media as far as, uh, health and safety, um, fire safety, um, educational things, things like that. What else are you guys doing outside of of the internal management system? Well, we are definitely doing some of that. Um, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, there, there's been stuff that's hit out there recently. Um, I'm sure you've heard about what happened out in Calgary with that company that uh, has currently got a number of charges against them for having done uncertified work and. You know, I was one of those people that sat back and, and in some cases told our different fire prevention people and AHJs that understand this is going on. You need to tighten up what you're doing because there's a bunch of us that are trying to do it right. And there is a bunch of people that are working really hard and, and believe in what we do. And there's a few that like to cut the corners and they're yep, out there. Exactly. And pick your industry. They're all like that. The difference is our industry is about saving lives. And so it's a lot more important. You know, so when that kind of came out, again, I wanted to make sure that people were aware of it. Um, you know, the, you know, recalls on products, you know, and there's been a few different manufacturers that have had those. And I want to make sure that that's out there. Uh, yep. When there's new products, I try to get that out there. And one of the things I'm going to be doing in the not too distant future is a Did You Know series that's going to go along with what we're doing with Into the Fire. And that's going to be me speaking about... Um, did you know that if your HVAC isn't working uh, and vents are shut, your sprinklers could freeze up in an attic? So it's important to make sure that your HVAC is working and those vents are opening so you got heat moving through your building. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's like not that. necessarily – go ahead. No, yeah, absolutely. Little things like that that uh, maybe the – won't say layman, but the, the typical building owner may not may not understand, right? They we just may not put two and two, to get, two and two together. Yeah, you won't understand how they're integrated together. Exactly. So, 
you know, that, that's some things that I want to start putting out there uh, are a bunch of those kind of did you know series so that we're giving people good information that they can look at their systems and go, you know, you're right, I do have to get this tuned up. And maybe it has something to do with, like I say, HVAC people, or maybe they're plumbers, maybe they're electricians. It doesn't necessarily have to be fire protection, but right. it's related. You know, I was talking to a fellow earlier today about how our two businesses are not competitors, we're more like cousins. So how can we work together? Yeah, exactly. Yep. You yeah, know? that makes sense. that makes sense to me. Um, you talked a little bit about the Winnipeg. Was it the Winnipeg uh, HJ that had, that had laid the fine for uncertified people doing the work? No, that actually happened out in Calgary. Calgary. Uh, so yeah. we had a similar situation happen in Toronto. I don't know if it got out to you uh, out that yeah. way. Uh, the, the situation in, in Toronto where they had unqualified, uncertified people doing the work. Um, and even to take it to the next level, um, we had, well, not we, but they had, um, you know, one or two certified people on payroll. You know, on paper, they were certified and they'd be signing into multiple government buildings at the same time. So it was a right. huge fiasco where, you know, um, everybody that worked for him was essentially, you know, without giving the guy's name, the guy's name was, uh, you know, Tom Johnson, for example. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty generic name. Yeah. Sorry if anybody out there listening's name is Tom Johnson. But <laughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> right? Yeah, sorry. My bad. Um, you know what I mean? Like uh, it, everybody that worked was Tom Johnson and Tom Johnson signed in at 12.05. Uh, at you know West Toronto, and he signed in at 12:06 at East Toronto, and uh, Toronto traffic, you're not getting across town in anything less than three hours. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and and I was aware of that one. The interesting thing that's happened with this particular uh, Calgary situation, and like I say, it's just charges. There's n- you know nothing uh, that's gone further than that yet. No convictions at this point. But it crossed into Saskatchewan as well as into Manitoba. So they covered three provinces. Ooh. But they charged the company. They charged 10 technicians. And most importantly for people listening out there, they charged customers. Because right. in the end, the onus is on the customer to ensure that the company doing the work is certified to do the work correctly. That's right. Yep. And it doesn't you matter know? what your contract says. You should know if the guy is certified to do the work. So here in Ontario, uh, for the people that listen in Ontario, uh, we have collegeoftrades.ca is a website to, to find out if they are certified with the Ontario College of Trades, which is 427A designation. Right, yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I've told people, and you know, I've done presentations for uh, you know different authorities and you know building managers, etc. Things like, in this day and age, if you call me up and say, hey, Rob, I need a copy of your certification to prove that you're okay to do this, whatever it may be, I should be able to scan my certification and email it to you in minutes. Yeah. Not days, not I'll get back to you with that. You know, everything's electronic these days. I send someone to a course, we have an electronic certificate comes afterwards Sending information is so fast now that if I can't get it to you in a very timely manner, you better be questioning that. Yep. You know? Yeah. I uh, I mean, so just for example, I just, uh, as you were saying that everything's digital now, I went into our, uh, we use Dropbox at our company, and uh, right. I looked up my Ontario College Trade Certification number. So, right. 
it's that quick. I can look it up and I can give it to you. What's your certification number? My certification number is, I'm not going to give yeah. it out because there are people out there that will use it. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but I understand, you know, but that it's, that's the point of it, right? It's that fast that when people want information, we as companies can provide it. Yep. And exactly. That's how we lift the curtain. This is how I prove that I'm credible. I can show you this stuff very quickly. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. So as far as, um, you know, we've, we've built the company culture, we've talked about building the company culture. We've talked about uh, relaying that company culture onto your customers and things like that. Um, how else as uh, fire protection contractors, what else can we do for the community to, to build that? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tolerance, but build that um, confidence. Uh, it's not no tolerance and confidence. Build that confidence <laughs> in 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 you as a contractor. How do we build? How do we help? Uh, you know, help ourselves and help our employees build the confidence in the uh, to to our clients and customers. Well, I'm gonna. You know, to me, that's actually fairly easy. And part of it is, you know what? Get out there. Get out and get involved with your business community. Like, build your own personal credibility. And, and you know what? when people get to know, like, and trust you, they're going to spend the time, you know, researching who you are. They will then start operating with you because once you're through the door and you start showing them what you can do for them and executing your work well, they come back to you and your reputation grows. If you're one of those companies that, you know what, you've done a quick job, you're in, you're gone, no one can find you again, or you're not answering calls, not answering emails, all that sort of thing. You know, the bad stuff, that reputation will grow as well. So you have to be so careful. I, I'm always, always very protective of my brand and, and how it gets out there and how it's seen. And so that's where, like I say, if we're out there as, you know, you and I as, as owners are out there, we are the ambassadors of our brand, but we have to protect it fiercely. And that means taking care of our people and making sure that they have the same message. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Rob, this has yep. been an awesome conversation. Uh, I appreciate you coming on and talking about, uh, essentially, we, we talked about building company culture and, and, and growth. Um, mm -hmm. You have been uh, an excellent guest. I hope to have you on again here soon. Uh, there's many topics I think that me and you can go into as far as uh, building and developing uh, fire protection businesses. Um, so I want to thank you for coming on. And if anybody out there is interested in listening or watching his YouTube series, it is, uh, you can go on YouTube, look up, uh, bison fire protection and you will find into the fire videos and he's up to episode 22. So, uh, anything you want to do, any shout outs you want to give out before the end? You know what? Uh, first off, I want to thank you for, you know, getting in touch and inviting me onto your show. I really enjoyed the chat. You know, it's great when we can share so many good things with people and, you know, build a better, safer, stronger community, right? That, that That's just important to me. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like I said, Chris, I just, thanks again for having me on. Look forward to doing with this with you again. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. And um, anything else you want to say? No, you know what? Uh, let's just work together to make the world a safer place. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Should be shutting off now. Oh, maybe <laughs> not. Oh, I hit the button, but maybe it's not. Yeah, it'll cut off anyways. I can edit it.